Hello and welcome to what may very well be the final episode of News Munch. I'm Jay, I'll be your host today, and I'm about to be out of a job, so hit me up on LinkedIn. Here are your weird news headlines. An octopus attacked a woman who was trying to live stream herself eating it. A shop in Ireland now sells chicken nugget ice cream. Someone broke into a house in Massachusetts just to tidy the place up. Tourists are using Haribo's to try and lure out the Loch Ness Monster. And finally, the mayor of a small French village plans to give Viagra to its citizens as a way to stop the area's population decline. Those were your weird news headlines. I'm not the only one in the studio today. I'm also joined by Fraser. Hello. Brad. Hi, Jay. And Dylan. Fraser's distressing me. He's, he, he's always distressing he's us. He's just got a really evil glint in his eye. <laughs> I'm in a good mood, folks. Jay, how does the show work? <laughs> Please, I've been trying to figure it out for three seasons. If you haven't listened to the show before, here's how the show works, Brad. Thank you. Every week we bring a weird story to the table, we pitch it to everyone else, and at the end we all come together to decide who has the weirdest story of the week and will be named <laughs> News Munch of the Week. And because Fraser's sighing, he's automatically disqualified. <laughs> I don't give a f***, I just do this. <laughs> and because it's the last episode of the series, we have to decide who the News Munchkin of the season is. The News so, Munch King. The News Munch King, exactly. So as it currently stands... Brad is on one win, Dylan's on one win, I'm on one win, and Fraser is on two. I think double points this week, though, so really, Why? whoever <laughs> no, wins shout, yeah. is going to win. Well, I could have just sat on my fat arse all week and waited for the double win bonanza. <laughs> yeah. Why have I been delivering consistently great content to our three listeners? you just got to try really hard this week. You'll win. Yeah. I won't. If you win, you I've win. Heard a, I've heard no. a rumour that no, Fraser's prepared a song. <laughs> <laughs> And anything less will be marked down for presentation. <laughs> there is a song. <laughs> okay, Brad, tell us your story. Hello, guys. N- nice to spend this day with you. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm just a bit loopy. Um, today, I'm, today, d- sorry, d- Fraser d- just d- really d- lost it d- now. D- 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 <laughs> Fraser is not going to interact with this episode at all. I might. He's prepared. <laughs> Here we go. He's doing vocal warm-ups. He has such a shit grin on his face. <laughs> Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about a woman called Sandra McCullen. Great, my favourite. Um, <laughs> and I, I want to be asking you a question throughout this piece. I want to be asking you a question. <laughs> Was she your uh, speech therapist in, pre- in secondary school? She didn't do a very good job. Evidently. Um, I just want to be answering, I'm going to be asking you a question throughout this piece. <laughs> okay. Every little now and then I'm going to be asking you, entrepreneur or nutcase? Okay. Okay. That sounds okay. pretty we'll straightforward. Keep that in your head. So, Sandra McCullen runs her own jewelry business in Victoria, Canada. Great. Entrepreneur or nutcase? Well, that's hard to judge. It's not a lot of information. Entrepreneur. Okay, Jay's winning. Um, yes. What so, do I get for winning? Scratch card. What do you want? The scratch card on the floor. Now we throw it in the bin. Um, <laughs> so, um, McCullen basically because um, opal and like moonstone, the kind of white precious stone jewelries very expensive um she's found a way to still keeping it quite expensive and like profitable but making her own ones um to make it like a synthetic version but that still retains all the beauty of that so 
Okay, so she's invented yeah. the uh, Rubik zirconium of the Opal world. Correct, yeah. Um, Whatever so, phrase I said, I Yeah, agree so with. entrepreneur or nutcase. Yeah, sure. Entre- entrepreneur. Uh, or, I'd say. Or, okay. So it's made with breast milk. Um, it's her own breast milk. Okay. And she stores it in big buckets in her freezer. A battery of breast milk. A battery of breast milk, yes. It, it's, it's known as DNA jewellery. And it, it's something that in, described as incorporating human substances or, or plant matter or stuff like that. Wait, so into... isn't Opal quite white and translucent? Correct. So isn't, is her husband going to chip in with, with <laughs> human substance? Uh, you'd be surprised to find out that she's single. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so she's on the market. Fellas, go give Sandra a call. Men, don't stereotype. Single women don't just have cats. They make <laughs> breast milk jewellery, okay? Correct. Uh, this started in 2017 um, when she heard of a woman in Australia um, who did the same thing. Great, worldwide phenomenon. And um, at the time, she did have a husband. Um, of course. Doesn't anymore. Um, and <laughs> this is a quote from her. I really wanted a piece of breast milk jewellery and I kept hinting to my husband, but he didn't quite pick it up. So I thought, well, I guess I'll just make it myself. Entrepreneur or nutcase? Entrepreneur. I have a question. Nutcase. How do you how do you hint for breast milk uh, jewelry? Just like, can you give me a re- hold your tit in like specific and then like next to an Argos catalog with the jewelry on? <laughs> <laughs> Worth noting that I'm demonstrating this without an Argos catalog, so it just uh, looks... not with a tit in hand. With a tit in hand, correct. His, his own, of course. He brought his own pair. Nutcase, Brad. Nutcase. Okay, we've entrepreneur. Got two nutcases. Entrepreneur. Absolutely. In. Okay. Awesome. So. Believe it or not, this has become so successful on a Facebook group that she's had to quit her job and do this full time. Entrepreneur. Well, yeah, like entrepreneur. Okay, like, yeah, but free rescinds there, straight back in. I, I, know, I, too, I, I, I never rescinded. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm this always, is a I was always group. on the entrepreneur. <laughs> so this is called Sacred Life Jewelry, um, and <laughs> the way it's done is basically um, it takes three weeks. She'll take her own breast milk. Uh, she'll combine it with a solvent, she'll dry it out, and then she'll grind it into a mortar and pestle and combine it with resin and makes the rings or other jewellery. But this has become really big business for her, and it's relied upon her having stockpiles and stockpiles of breast milk. Uh, apparently, she has tons of breast milk ready to go in an industrial freezer in a shed back home. Constantly lactating, that woman. <laughs> and it's causing her health problems where she is actually constantly lactating because she's so used to doing it. So... If she's, you know, giving off breast milk, mm-hmm. it's not milk she could give to her children? Uh, what children? I mean, if she had this something... This took a dark if, turn. If she had something to fill her life up, she would not be putting rings into breast milk. Correct. I don't know. I, I was under the assumption that, you know, breast milk really only ever comes out in that kind of quantity if... I mean, God That's throws up. Never talk to a woman. <laughs> God, God. I, I mean, Dylan, do you talk to women about how much they lactate? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, God, I, um, it's worth knowing that once God saw a video <laughs> where um, a woman was breastfeeding two dogs. I, I did. I did. I didn't search for it. It was on Facebook. Someone shared it. Sure. And I was intrigued. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm, I want more Thank research you, to come furry in. Furry uh, it's worth noting now that McCullen has a special health condition, which means that she can. Lactate I see. A lot and oh, she's, she's putting it to good use. So, entrepreneur. If anything, it's a jewelry making superpower. This kind of jewelry, correct? Yeah. And um, people, she's been asked like why it's so popular, and people have said that well, it catches that breastfeeding journey, which is incredibly special, important, and um, you know, people were really sucking it up. Nothing it's... is more special than squeezing your tits so, into a giant industrial freezer. Did you say sucking it, it up? With... <laughs> the the yeah. nice feelings, not the not the milk. No milk sucky. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> 
Brad was on the breast for too long. That's why he likes this. So actually, I was like never this. breastfed. So. That makes more sense, actually. Brad was uh, weaned on Tango. <laughs> <laughs> tango and Tizer. They switched him to the Buckfast Remedy around age five. Mate, next week I get to go on Ice Blast. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, so the prices can vary, but they start at $45 and they go up to $200, depending on what you want. And she says in the future she hopes to expand her business so that she can get orders done quicker. Uh, she also hopes to get an education in crafting metal mounts. So she's she's taking sources to take this business to the next level and you know we should we should benefit that how, how does she expand her breast milk operation does I'll she tell get you like why. two more sewn on well breast milk's probably hit its peak but you'll, <laughs> you'll be happy to know that she's expanded her business model great and she's moved into other things such as this is where customers come into play and right. they've sent in bits that they want to be made into jewellery oh. lovely these include parts of umbilical cords placenta Cremated ashes. Hair. Oh, that's a waste of placenta. Everyone knows you should have it for breakfast the next day. How do you make cremated ashes out of breast milk? No, no, just making jewellery. Oh, okay. so, so jewellery out of umbilical oh, You can get your ashes made into a diamond if you want. Just crush it lots. <laughs> Cut it with some, like, Big resin. pressure, yeah. Yeah, so this is the new pits on her. You can all go on her Facebook group, which is Sacred Life Jewellery on Facebook. You can see what she's offering. <laughs> Are we sponsored by... <laughs> A new low. So yeah, entrepreneur or nutcase? Entrepreneur. 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 No nutcases. No. I think she's an absolute nutcase. No, not at all. She's... How are you going to tear down a successful woman like that? You've got to admire the hustle. <laughs> I don't. Especially with a woman whose you know condition makes situations interesting. Yeah. Constantly I, I, lactating. Wait, no, I, I, did, I, she, I did she have the condition before this? I no, know. she she started making jewelry out of breast milk and, and then just kept going. Gained yeah. the condition. Entirely so possible. Yeah. So she actually made Luckily herself like... struck the white oil one day <laughs> when making jewelry. Sandra McCullen, inspiration to us all. But my favourite ex-woman. Not happy. I, I especially don't like her making jewelry out of placenta. People yeah. eat it. If she gets people eat it. I, I researched this. Then. I didn't know this. People eat their own placenta, well, their baby's placenta. Uh, they get it made into pills, and they think it helps them out. I thought you were going to say your parents ate your placenta, <laughs> and now they've got type two diabetes. <laughs> Three <laughs> seasons of this. <laughs> Brad, hit us with some Sorry, quick fire placenta facts. So, people eat their own placenta because they think it gives them magical superpowers. And also, there's this thing called a lotus birth where they keep the placenta alive and attach the umbilical cord of the baby for up to three weeks Wait, while the baby's alive and keep, out of the vagina. Keep the placenta alive? It's a living being. Like, no, they, people believe this, that it's important to keep the placenta attached to the baby. And they have to, because it smells so bad, they have to sort it and put, like, saffron and herbs on it to keep it dried out and, like, tangible is this normal people doing this or like Scientologists who knows or Incas or Florida <laughs> I gotta say Brad you really perked up when you had to Talk give those I never realised these placenta things I've learned so much <laughs> thank you very much for your story Brad thank you so next up is me and I'm gonna we're gonna have a bit of an interactive story oh great I love uh, my favourite yeah uh, so this story starts with an erotic massage. Are being... you giving us one or? Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah I'm How gonna... interactive are you getting? Presentation five out of five. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it begins with a happy ending, but it doesn't end with one. So we're gonna step into this guy's shoes and see whether. Don't want to step in his shoes to be honest. Followed the same part. Okay. Okay, there. so we have a guy called Brian Couture. He's 40 years old. Couture? 
Yeah. Like See, the UFC like fighter. He, like That's juicy some, couture. Sounds like he's sneezing. <laughs> Brian Kitcher. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> you uncultured swine. <laughs> How tired are you? <laughs> sounds like a monster uh, energy yet today, Dill. Uh, it sounds like a ricochet in a cowboy movie. Couture! <laughs> Frankature. All right. Okay, so he's 40 years old and he lives in Forest Grove in Oregon. It's a little town. I'm not giving you an option on the massage. That's, so we that's, have, that's we have happening. To, okay. Because yeah, okay. I'm not a judge. He's... We're now being sexually assaulted by Jay, in theory. <laughs> I love interactive I'm news pretty sh- I'm pretty sure he's a stressful dad. He probably lives, you know, quite a stressful life. He's. I said he's a stressful dad. Yeah, I meant to say yeah, single dad. Oh, okay. He's a single. I'm pretty sure he's a single dad. Yeah. Um. So I'm not going to judge, but they can be expensive. So how are we going to pay for that? Are we a going to check our wallet to see if we're flush with cash? Are we b going to take the money out of a jar sitting on the kitchen counter, Wait. or c go to the ATM down the road and make a withdrawal? We will discuss it and then make your decision. Okay. So we need to check yeah, our wallet. Raid the cookie jar. This is a great format. Like I love whoever like brought yeah. this. Yeah, it was genius. Season. It was genius what it was come up with. We're about eighteen episodes in. It's understandable we're trying to retry. I feel the same like ground. I should get like a point presentation on commission. You get <laughs> you get nothing. This. You get Good. no commission. Good day, sir. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. So wallet full of cash. Well, we check the wallet first. I don't know. Every time I think single dad, I think Millhouse's dad. He's so, we had a so I assume we're going to try and pay for this massage with magic beans, but we'll check the wallet first. <laughs> okay, you check the wallet and put it back in your pocket after you realise $8 probably isn't going to get you a very good massage. You've never had a massage in Basildon, Jay. Massage in Basildon, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a local delicacy, <laughs> a massage. It's like a sea bass that just slap you with a fair bit. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, okay, so no money in the wallet. Um, the cookie jar full of money. No, no, you want to save it. Go to the ATM. Yeah, go to the ATM. Because they're obviously okay. holding it for something important. Like, yeah, probably. Know, like alimony your, your child's christening. You go to the ATM down the road, try to make a withdrawal, but unfortunately the ATM is broken. You yeah. go back home towards the cookie jar. You take you take the money out. Some interactive <laughs> story here. Like you God, we failed on the first question. <laughs> there was only oh. one right choice. The ATM's broken. Okay, deadbeat dad. I, I see where you're coming from here. Okay, so you go to a rather rather dodgy-looking massage parlor and you say, give me the most expensive massage you have. Jesus Christ, How much money was Brian? in that cookie jar? He took out $700. <sighs> Whoa, deadbeat dad. No wonder he's single. So, deadbeat dad just got hot. I'm not going to talk you through... <laughs> My God. <laughs> I'm not going to talk you through the massage, but he gets home, <clears throat> goes to the kitchen, grabs himself a snack, looks over to the counter at the empty jar. In his post-massage clarity, he remembers that that jar full of money was his daughter's, and it was money she had made from selling Girl Scout cookies. No, he is a deadbeat dad. So, oh, deadbeat dad. <laughs> oh, deadbeat dad. It's an unfortunate situation to be in. How are you going to explain this? You can A, <laughs> go upstairs and tell her the truth. You can B, feign ignorance when she asks about it. Or C, pretend there was a robbery. I mean... I think I know where this is going. Yeah, so pretend the robbery. we're going to pretend that there's a robbery, so Jay. What he's going to do is he's going to run out Roadrunner style. <laughs> I'm just out for cigarettes. I'll be back in a bit. Yeah, and as he goes, meep, meep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the noise of him disappearing and running down the road will go, Ka-chaw! and there'll be a puff of smoke. <laughs> Have you watched any tunes today? No, I've not watched it since I was 10. And, I'm a grown man. And remind me how that implies there's a robbery. Um, he's going his own he's way. He's just, just yeeting the out there, isn't he? Like, 
they'd be dads when they run out of money to steal from their kids they run he knows this from personal experience so, we're saying we're saying He's robbery we're sorry robbery. kids okay <clears throat> so we're saying robbery you realise your only escape is to say that someone had stolen the money but you need to make that seem realistic so you got on the phone with the police and you say that someone's broken into your house through the the back glass sliding door are you thinking you think that this is a job well done I'm intrigued I mean, I'm in. I'm Depends, ex- I has think. Has broken a window or something to him? Yeah, I mean, really, I, I've, really I've seen a lot of CSI, but I'm not going to ruin this for everyone else. Has he hidden his VCR machine into his cupboard? Like, <laughs> they took the VCR as well. Hold on one second. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so you sit down on the sofa thinking, oh, Brian, you're a clever guy. You've gotten away with this one. Then oh, the police. Brian, say, that's such a deadbeat dad's name. <laughs> Good really job, obsessed. Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Then the you police go- tell you they're right <laughs> on their way. You're like, oh, no. They're right here, but it does not look like this house has been broken into. So, option time. A, do you trash the house? B, do you hide some things and hope the cops don't find them? Or C, do you cry to yourself and hope the cops take sympathy on you when they find you? Oh, I'm going with dead, dead big dad. Dead, yeah, number C. Number C, please. Number, number C. C, come on. <laughs> What, why is number C the best option here? Because that's, that's deadbeat dad territory. <laughs> I'm so pathetic. I mean, if it... If it uh, if, I need yeah. a massage. Karen, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to lose my job at the door factory. <laughs> I was... <laughs> I was assistant hinge manager. I'm going to lose everything. I get out of best. They're going to demote me to knobs. <laughs> I'm going to have to take care of the bolsa. <laughs> okay, so... You're a blubbering mess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Jay, but what about you're, the story? <laughs> you're sitting in the... You're, <laughs> you're sitting in the middle of the room, crying your eyes out, thinking, how have I gotten myself into this situation? <laughs> you get up, you look in the mirror, you see the tears strewn all down your face. At this moment, you realise you're pathetic. Uh, <laughs> Only at this moment. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, this Not is like <laughs> Brian's thinking he's dad of the year up until now. How <laughs> low have you stooped to get into this situation? You knew things were getting bad, but this, <laughs> this is this takes the cake. Yeah, you're uh, really nailing the deadbeat dad simulator 2019. <laughs> but we can still turn this around. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's last stand. I'm gonna come out of this one looking like a hero. My daughter's gonna love me. She's gonna be so proud. Tears welling up in Jane's eyes. time, boys. Oh boy. Are we going to A say you tried to fight off the intruder? B say you tried to fight off the intruder? Or C <laughs> say you tried to fight off the intruder? This is a very interactive joke. <laughs> e continue to cry. <laughs> Let's con- fight that. You continue boy. to cry for five minutes before the situation backgrounds on itself. So. <laughs> <you pay. laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I bloody uh, hate when that happens. In, like, I'm, I'm really RPing the deadbeat dad here. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> Roll dice two. Damn. I guess we have no choice but to fight. Cry. There's always a choice. <laughs> you have A, B, or C. All right, B. Okay. Cry. No. <laughs> Cry that a cookie-selling so, daughter earns more than us. So B. Say you tried off. Tried to fight off the intruder. Okay. So first. We've got to make it look realistic. If an intruder's come in the house and you fought them off, it's going to be messy. Shit start yourself. throwing stuff all over the place. You damage your laptop in the process. You grab a knife and start taking cuts so there's blood all around the house. And then, for the piece de resistance, your magnum opus, you punch yourself in the face, <laughs> giving yourself a black eye and knocking yourself out in the middle of the room. How can you knock yourself out with a punch? The police find you unconscious. <laughs> Deadbeat dad's pathetic. 
and take you to hospital. They then search the house with a canine unit and they see all the blood around the place, but they find no evidence of a robber. After your hospital visit, you're taken in for questioning. They seem suspicious of you. <laughs> Cry. <laughs> Do you A, confess to everything, B, lie through your teeth, or C, claim that you are the victim in this scenario and this treatment by the police is racial discrimination? C, 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 C. The policeman goes, dude, we're all white. What are you talking about? <laughs> Good one there. A Wait, or B. Wait, is C a true element of the story? No, oh. no I just made C up. Oh. But that's for the fun interactive element. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. We, we, okay, we, we, we cry and confess to everything. That's the choice you made, I Fraser. Like, I like the way you looped in. So, yeah, you confess. You're like, oh, I'm just... I'm just a really sad dad and I wanted an erotic massage, but I couldn't, there was just no way I could explain the money otherwise, the money missing. So in the end, you're ordered to pay a hundred pound fine and given 80 hours of community service. Crazy that in America they were paying in pounds. <laughs> Did I say pounds? <laughs> yeah. A hundred pounds is roughly equal to a hundred dollars in uh, this current eco- about, economic climate. It's about 140 dollars. It's not 140 anymore. Yeah. It's not 2009. Pound to dollar is like Philly. pretty one to one. Um, so that's that's the story of Brian Couture. Thank you, everybody. I'm not saying thank you to you. Jay, have you ever heard of a teratoma tumour? Can't, can't say I have. They're these tumours that grow teeth and eyes. They're, like, really weird. Bill, and this really isn't the right time to tell us you have cancer. No, no, no not me. I saw this talk show where this dude had one growing out of his armpit. Do you want to see? Uh, go on then. Is it funny? What? No, no, it's actually really emotional, mate. Well, we'll see about that. I haven't cried in about ten years. That's not... Are you okay, Jay? I don't think so. Let's just play the clip. Welcome back to Tom Ash Talks. I'm Tom. We're joined today by an inspirational man who's been battling his teratoma tumour for three years. Please join me in welcoming Vincent. Thank you for having me here, Tom. What's the problem, Vincent? Can I call you Vinny? Well, I'm having some problems with my health. I've been having treatment for this tumour. Three years ago... I found a small lump under my armpit, and ever since I've been trying to get the money together to get it removed, but life always gets in the way. Bills and things, they just pile up. So, you're worried about how this tumour is affecting your health? Tom, it's killing me. It's growing underneath my armpit, which is as inconvenient as anywhere else could be. I can't even put on clothes without help in the morning. I've lost so much independence, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, Vinny, what would help you? Well, I... Don't know. It's a bit late for anything aside from incredibly expensive treatments. But if at least one person at home checks themselves early because of me, then I've done my job. Vinny, you're a hero. Well, I wouldn't say that. Yes, you and your disgusting bodily growth are an inspiration to everyone watching at home. So, courtesy of us all on the show, we're going to pay for your treatment. All expenses, we've got it covered. 
Tom, I, I don't know what to say. Say nothing, Vinny. It's the least we can do. Give it up for Vinny, everybody. We're going to get rid of that tumour. Kill that tumour. Kill that tumour. Kill that tumour. No, please don't. What the f*** is happening? It's never f- talked before. Ladies and gentlemen, I've never seen anything like this, but for the first time, well, we have a second guest. Someone get me to a hospital! Wait a second, let's hear what the little guy has to say. Lift your shirt up, Vinny, let him speak. Ah, thank you so much. Vinny's trying to kill me. You're a tumour, you can't be killed! Why don't you want me? That's enough. Vinny, I'm going to have to ask you to calm down. Your friend, what can I call him? Nothing! He's a tumour! My name is Little Vinny. So, Little Vinny, when did you first come into the picture? Three years ago, I appeared under Vinny's armpit. I was only small then, but Vinny says I've grown real big. He's like the best. Well, I did think he was the best. Until like two minutes ago, when I found out he doesn't want me anymore. Why are you oing? He's killing me! I'm sorry, Vinny. I'm sorry I was born like this. Look at what you're doing, Vinny. He's got your eye and everything. How could you put this sweet, innocent boy through this? I'm losing clumps of my hair in the shower. If I don't get rid of it, I'm not going to be able to keep on going. That's enough out of you, Vinny. Let the kids speak. Little Vin, how do you feel about what your Vinny's saying? I'm sorry, Vinny. I didn't mean to be a burden. I'm always in the way. I'm sorry. Bring up the music now. I don't know why you want me to go. I don't want to die. Neither do I, but you're- What? Killing you? You say that every day. Did you ever feel like you wanted to leave? Where would I go? Vinny looked out for me for years. Even when he was mean and shouting and poking me with needles to try and fix me. I always loved him. Even if I couldn't speak. I did try and run away once. Vinny called it remission. I was young and dumb and wanted to see what else was out there. But in the end, I, I was so scared, so... I found my way back. But... But I'm a big boy now. Vinny, I want you to know that you're the best friend a tumor could ever ask for. I never meant to cause you harm. This whole time I was thinking about me. But I didn't realize what I was doing to you. So I'm gonna go. Because it's the right thing to do. I love you, Dad. Wait, look, I never- You need to be a more responsible father, Vinny. Frankly, you make me sick. You have this child, he's with you 24-7, and you treat him like he's a burden. Like he's some kind of disease or something. He is! He's a tumour! It doesn't matter how he came around. You have this child now. You have to step up and take responsibility. But- What, Vin? You piece of- Look at the kid! He's crying! Look, I just... I don't know how this goes. I, I've never been responsible for anything, let alone a... kid? kid? It doesn't matter. I love you. Aww. 
Fine. He can stay. I'm sorry, little Vin. I love you. It's not your fault. I love you too. <laughs> he just wanted to be loved. I told you it was sad. <laughs> You're listening to News Munch on CSR. Brad and me have both pitched our stories. Next up, we have Dylan. All right, thank you very much, Jay. So, guys, uh, last, you know, maybe last ever episode. Hopefully. Hopefully, if we get our way, you know, we never have to do this again. All of your six fingers crossed, it might come true. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, so I wanted to round out on something that I think we could all universally relate to. Have you ever just sort of been like in the middle of something and then lost your train of thought and then just, you know, found yourself kind of like not remembering what was going on? My whole life. Yeah, that's why we're doing this show. You know, it was just uh, an inside joke that we forgot the reason for. I woke up here. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Brad, hey. have you ever lost your train of thought mid, mid doing something? Um, yeah. I think you just Probably. said that, yeah. I, we've all, we've all uh, asked you and TJ. We've, you've, you've, you've lost your train of thought midway through doing something. to be like, what was I just doing? I'm not, I'm not even. You're really over. pushing this like something we've all done. We all the, have. Yeah, what are we, what are we talking about? So like the idea. Hey. Just, yeah, I like that. Someone's Aha. got a brain and two fingers Aha. to use it. That was a. Ju- what were we talking about though? So <laughs> the, <laughs> the idea is basically, yeah, I think yeah, that like everybody it. has. Did you? What? No. There's a modern phenomenon that tends to happen just for attention spans or just for overwork or stress that people have sort of short-term memory loss in the sense of, like, it, like just forgetting recent stuff. Mm. Okay. But you never really sort of expect it to be something so serious. So like, you may be just taking a poop and you may find yourself not remembering what you were thinking about before you left. So there was this lady in China. What? In what sense? What do you mean you just take it a poop and then you just... We'll get to that. Forget what you... So, what like, you say you stop doing stuff and be like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then you try coming back to what you did before and you just don't remember oh, what you're about. No, you know what? Fair. I... This <clears> is the <throat> weirdest TEDx talk ever. <laughs> Basically, the reason why I bring up poop and the reason why I bring up short-term <laughs> memory loss is because there was a lady in China. I'm still imagining it was a TED talk. <laughs> yeah. Just me, like, yeah, me in a turtleneck sweater. Yeah. With your slideshow of, yeah. like, the turd you dropped this morning my, behind you. We called my grandfather Pop and he had a saying, if you forget a poop... An old lady in China somewhere is doing something about it. And that's how I learned kindness. Basically, the reason why I bring up the idea of memory loss is because there was a woman in China who lost 10 years of her memory because she pooped too hard. Oh, wow. Must have been a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's one for the ages. So, according to the China Times, he, uh, the son found his mother, experienced constipation two weeks ago, and she was feeling really uncomfortable. She'd gone to the toilet to relieve herself and spent you know, quite a fair bit of time inside. When she came out, she suffered from amnesia. Had no idea where she was. <laughs> Ten years sort of like blanked. The mystic poo. Yeah. Magic <laughs> level. Just sort of, yeah. And Shaman she... level of f- This is last... <laughs> the roofy poopy. The... Wait, no. poo... Shut up! Nah! <laughs> Too much. Too much. So her we... family members discovered that she'd forgotten everything that happened over the past 10 years, and this lasted Did for... Did she forget that she just sh** herself? <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't sh** herself. She, she sh** herself. Come on, man, just because she's old. Oh, fine, fine, fine. 
Did they find her on the toilet? Yeah, they found her on the toilet. Oh, they found her on the toilet. They're like, hey, why? <laughs> so she been. So Hi, Grant. It's time for our chat on the toilet. <laughs> we do it every day. Do you no, not remember? It wasn't, it wasn't that they go in. It's not one of those bohemian families where they leave the bathroom door open and everyone just struts through. No, but they were it just was like, she was on hey, there. Gran, yeah. you okay? And then they walk in and she's just like, duh. It's <laughs> just kind of vacant <laughs> staring out. Well, I mean, if, Who are you? <laughs> if your Gran's on the toilet for like upwards of an hour. This is a regular date. I assume she's dead. Yeah, exactly. So yep. you go in and check. No, you don't go in. Ring me 999. I don't want to deal with poopy <laughs> yeah. dead grandma. <laughs> Preemptively call the morgue. <laughs> you got a plot open. Bring a net. You're going to have to do some fishing. <laughs> her worried family sent her to the hospital thinking that there was something wrong with her brain. But when doctors checked on her, they found her brain to be functioning completely normally. So she lost her memory completely for the last 10 years for upwards of eight hours. And then just kind of came back. And all of this through just pooping really, really hard. Must yeah. have really needed well, one. Well, she was constipated. For, for two weeks? For two weeks. Bloody hell. I mean, it looks like you've been constipated for upwards of two years. Oh, come on, didn't too far. That's unnecessary. Go we on. won't tolerate <laughs> talking right. Brad. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, talking, good. Yeah. Cheers. So she also did not remember her temporary amnesia at all once she came back to reality. She didn't know that she lost eight hours. of. Like, I mean, just... do you ever remember amnesia? I mean, that's kind of the point. Amnesia? <laughs> because it's thinking about oh, okay. you thinking about thinking not about thinking. not remembering the thoughts yeah. that you think and the source of the memory loss seemed to be a mystery until a neurosurgeon explained that it was caused by her constipation problems she, he explained that this amnesia was probably due to the excessive force she exerted when she wanted to relieve herself during constipation which led to an increase in abdominal and intracerebral pressure which caused a lack of oxygen flow in her brain resulting in short term memory loss Cool. So a completely scientific, yeah, legitimate reason. Okay. But just I find I, I prefer it when there's a scientific reason. Yeah, it's completely strange that pooping that hard could just. Yeah, you I, I prefer it when um, there, there's no reason behind it and people just inject. Well, yeah, that's why you picked a story things. about a guy who predicted 9/11, but also didn't do that, and it was just a YouTube advertisement. I really want to try this. So what? Just try really hard. <laughs> yeah. Holding a poo for two weeks and then lose yeah, memory. Just, so the doctor, yeah, every bit of that sounds so fun. <laughs> the doctor also said that people who are highly emotional or frequently carry heavy objects have a higher risk of suffering from temporary amnesia. I mean, was Perfect. this woman either of those two? Well, she was, you know, I don't know. I don't know her life story, Jay. Well, I mean, but it sounds Poor like the way she busted this turd out, she must carry a lot of heavy objects. <laughs> she's pooped so hard, she's blacked out and woken up like Jason Bourne. <laughs> He advises that those who experience a similar situation to always go for a checkup, and that these people are thirty percent more likely to experience a stroke compared to an average person. Ooh, not so trying that. To, yeah, yeah, so it's important to assure that they're healthy. So basically, I bring up the idea of amnesia poo lady to sort of Can we give her a name. I don't want to give. I don't want to give her a name on account. Of All right, fact. I'll do it then. No, 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 no. Let, Dil- let Dylan give his reasons for why he won't give a name. I'm intrigued because there, I don't want to give her a name because I feel like. As a, a white person trying to give someone a made-up Asian name, I feel like I'll just come across incredibly offensive. Whereas I know you have no problems with that, so please feel free to go nuts. Essex Life reporter Brad Gray. We could call her Betty. I was Betty will do. Peggy. I think I think Betty. <laughs> we'll call her both Betty Peggy. Blackout Betty. <clears throat> Anyways, I posit this to you because I think that the idea of being under such like. I'd say extreme pressure, but it's not that extreme pressure. The constipation's extreme pressure. All you had to do for Blackout Betty is to go to the shops and buy some Daralite. You take medication to fix constipation. Give it a Chinese name. (laughs) No. Daralite's a medical title. I'm not going to change it to something more Asian, Jay. Whack up the Chinese, come on. (laughs) 
No, absolutely not. Do it, Dill. I want, I want every listener at home to understand I am being pressured oh. into making racial remarks. Not by me for a change. Not by Fraser. But if you want to, you're more than welcome. Fraser uh, normally does right. hush money under the table. I'm right. I mean, I don't know any Mandarin or Cantonese, so yeah. I can't really contribute here. To be fair, Fraser knows more language than all of us. Yeah. Speak a bit of Norwegian, speak a bit of French, dab it in German. Dab in German. You speak German for a bit. I can sing you a song. <laughs> no, save that oh, for next Save that for your story. Thank you for your story. What the f***? When's your birthday? So I think it's absurd. I think it's really strange that like something so as severe as memory loss that can lead to strokes later down in life, and it's, ha- it's not a, a it's not an uncommon occurrence. It happens semi regularly where like people just lose their memories for like long periods of time, it, for the littlest of things. So one of the situations: Benjamin Kyle, who was found naked and unconscious behind a dumpster outside of Burger King in Georgia. Doesn't sound poop related. It's not poop related, but just he basically he he, he hit his head on his car door. That's about right. That's understandable. That yeah, it was head trauma. I yeah. thought there was foul play there. Sorry. No, he just when, when, when police investigated the crime scene, essentially what happened was they sort of said he just banged it a little bit. It was just like he just knocked it on the door and then he just passed out. And Kyle has vague memories of growing up in Indianapolis and living in Denver at some point. And he was born exactly 10 years before Michael Jackson, but he's never uncovered his identity fully. And he calls himself Benjamin Kyle because those were the first two initials he saw because he was at Burger King. Just like Hancock, but worse. Yeah. So the idea of memory loss going away for incredibly benign Can I ask a question? Is that true? Yeah. What was the relation to Michael Jackson? (laughs) I think it's just a a time period thing. He was born 10 years after Michael Jackson. (laughs) No, before. Before. Oh, sorry. It's it's basically him trying to reclaim some sort of memory. He doesn't remember anything apart from that. I remember I was 10 years old when I saw Michael Jackson be born. (laughs) No. Yeah. yeah. What was the point? <laughs> Essentially, to wrap up, I think it's very, I think it's really weird that, you know, something so readily easily addressed as constipation led this woman losing 10 years of her memory for even just a little while, and now she's increased right, uh, risk of strokes later on in life just because That's she had a fat off deuce. Thanks for your story, Dylan. It's all right. RIP Betty Peggy. So, Fraser, for the last story on News Munch, and a give, potential song appearance, give us a, a German song. Uh, no, it's, the song's in English, um, so I'm not going to speak German. Um, does anyone remember? Oh, I think I'm looking at his page, and I think I can see song lyrics on yeah, there. Yeah, there's song lyrics. Anyway, um, America in the 1950s was wrapped with concern for morality and decency. As the greatest generation returned home from the war <laughs> to a baby boom, the family became inextricably linked to social identi- identity. <laughs> We're only laughing. We've hit the four-syllable words. We're in trouble. Yeah. So anyway, the family as we knew it was under siege. Which family? What? The the traditional American nuclear nuclear family. family. It was under siege. It wasn't beatniks. It wasn't black people. It was actually animals dressed indecently. Therefore... Okay, then finish your sentence, and then can I take can I take first on this? Yeah, yeah first question. Sure. The Society for Indecent Seats and Naked Animals vowed to clothe animals everywhere. <laughs> yes. Okay, right. Jay. So, yeah, no, that was exactly what I was going to follow up on because the idea of indecency in animals, most animals are naked. It was left unexplained why the society was for indecency and not against indecency, but they are against indecency. <laughs> Um, the, so Sina, we'll just call it Sina, 
actually acquired like thousands, tens of thousands of supporters, some of whom like contributed quite a lot of money that aided signers' claims of gaining momentum. At one, uh, um, they published a weekly newsletter which had an anthem. Who would like to hear it? Yes, I'd love to. Hear I, would love it. I mean, to. we've been talking about it yeah. all show, so yeah. Could I have the American anthem under this? I'll yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. Bet it bet it under. High on the wings of Sinar, this we is gonna fight go so for the well. future now. Let's clothe every pet and animal with a dog, cat, horse, or cow. <laughs> <laughs> G. Clifford Prout, our president, he works for you and me. S-I-N-E-A, that's our call. All for one and one for all. Hoist our flag for all to see. Waving for morality. Onward, we strive together, stronger in every way. (laughs) All mankind and his animals, friends for Sina. S-I-N-A, Sina. So um, that's their song. I really want, I really want the American national anthem. How the f- is he gonna do that? That was more beautiful than Whitney Houston at the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Sina's goal was to clothe any animal over four inches tall or six inches long. Which, Hamsters by the way, are free. <laughs> by the way, they posted newsletters trying to decide which animals should be clothed. It was like a hot debate. Lots of people really bought into this. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they argued that the children were at stake. How could children understand why... <laughs> yeah, it's like you were questioning yourself. Yeah. Can, I, can I pose you a question that sure, puts Sina sure. into perspective? How could children understand why mum and dad wore pants, but not the dog? <laughs> huh? What's up with Lucky with his f***ing <laughs> balls out? <laughs> anyway. So anyway, there's a place in New York, it's called the Jersey Turnpike. They called it a moral disaster because a truck had collided with a tree after seeing two cows mating by the road. So this is the origin story. As they gained national attention, zoos were called peep shows for kids. (laughs) And their motto... um, They had a motto that took over the news cycle. Indecency today means morality tomorrow. People were getting killed in the 50s. Yeah. Forget about the Korea War. Those cows, their udders out. Do one, knickers. That's, yeah, knickers. <laughs> with your oversized genitals. Put some pants on it. Anyway, so at their peak, they were bringing in 400 members each week. And people were putting together floats stocked with animal clothes to show what a proper barnyard should look like in a parade. Um, his pre- The president was called uh, J. Clifford Prout Jr., a man who claimed horse dressing ancestry. So he comes from a family of horse dressers. And his name's Jay, huh? Yeah. He went on NBC. What was his name? Any Jay Clifford Prout Jr. That's your last name as well. Oh my god! Yeah, so he went on national television. He brought animal clothing. Um, he brought <laughs> Bermuda shorts for horses, slips for cows, and pants for kangaroos. Do you have jorts for pigs? No. Oh, However, sorry, he did have a slogan. A rude. You know what? F- you, Dylan. <laughs> f- you. <laughs> I missed ah, it. I missed yeah. it, but I'm sure it was it was worth it. Yeah, I had. A, I'm, we, we're Sorry. all gonna miss a killer slogan because Dylan was fat shaming Brad. Anyway, as they say, a nude horse is a rude horse. <laughs> I Love think, it. Big I think fan of this. Anything that rhymes gets Brad to laugh. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Do so anything anyway. that rhymes. I'm ready for an absolute giggle right. fest. The members. The members were active as well. They weren't passive members. They were asked to play their role in the communities by issuing Cena summons to neighbours who walk their pets without clothes on. 
That's disgusting. So a member would go up with a summons for anyone they caught walking a pet without clothes on. And um, they even picketed outside the White House, urging Jackie Kennedy to clothe her horses. <laughs> she had no other problems yeah. <laughs> to what worry about. What happened to, what happened to Senna? You okay, know. so this there was is, such a wholesome. I think reason. Say, okay. What happened to Jackie Kennedy? Okay, this is this oh, is where well. you're all going to claim me on a technicality. So Cena ran for six years. Cena ran for six years. Okay. Cena. It, okay. start, it started out as a hoax. Oh, oh wait, okay. Wait, 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 but Cliff, he's gonna did it, did it become right. something Cl- real? Clifford Prout Jr. was a comedian who was signed up, and they actually had to send they had to send one donation of forty thousand pounds, which was during the fifties. That's like a million pounds. They had to send that back because they didn't want to con anyone too bad. And you know what? The worst thing is, after it came out that this was a hoax, it carried on for years more. Love that. Like people were still signing up to the newsletter. People genuinely believed that this should be a thing. Big so the hoax was actually good publicity for Cena, because now they but, carried on gaining members. But then what happened? It closed down. They realised it was a stupid f***ing <laughs> idea to close on animals. Wait, so what was the fake part about it? Um, I think it just was it was Cena. Intention, yeah. So Cena was fake. It started off as a spoof to like the kind of morality complex of the US in the 50s. Okay. Like a satirical bit. But then people actually bought and into then, it. And then people in their hundreds of thousands believed it. Oh my God. It's a bit like that alien prank, you know, the alien invasion, and people lost their. Yeah. What are you talking about? The um... Orson Welles. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Radio. It's like this, but with animals and clothes. But they picketed the White House. I shall show you some pictures after we record. News much listeners, you don't get the benefit of that. But you, you have Google. You suck. So sort yeah. it out. Google it. You see a woman. Look up f- Cena. You see a woman. No, you just get Chinese stock companies. You have to search <laughs> in Society for something National Animals. <laughs> Um, let me bring it out. So Indecency. It. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The society for the whole point of the story. <laughs> the society for indecency to naked animals. You have to Google What's that. Even and the first Google result is a woman outside the White House with a placard saying, "Jackie Kennedy, clove your horses." And she wasn't part of the prank. So it was two people ran the prank: the president and the vice president. Every other member, like full on, bought into this. Is that is that your story? Yeah. So guys, uni's done. This is the last news munch we'll do. Kind of crazy, right? Yep. Can't believe I've never won a season. Get better stories than you've been doing it for nearly two years. Well, hang on. Most of yours are just you pleading poverty and animals. Lots of animals. And most of yours are just plain old. Well, yeah, and boys, let's calm down. Yeah, I think since it's the last one, maybe we. Take some calls from fans of the show and see what they've liked about it. That's the most pathetic idea I've ever heard. No, it's like a it's nice pathetic. ending. Because we leave such a long-lasting legacy, a radio show that nobody listens to on that station, nobody cares about. So, Dylan, how many calls do we have? None. Uh, we got uh, five. No, three, two. There's two. Here's one now. Hi. Uh, could I get a large 18-inch pepperoni pizza, please? I, I think you've got the wrong number, mate. Hold on, guys. We could probably make a bit of dosh here. Do you want thin crust, mate? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, do you do collection? Yeah, Dylan, can we get the next caller, please? And here's number two. Hi. Thanks Thanks for calling in. Uh, what do you think of the show? It's, well, it's a great effort. I'm so proud of you guys. It's so inspiring that all of you are doing this, despite your massive speech impediments. I uh, guess we're sh- then. Speak for yourself. No, I'm not having that. I'm all about my brother. He loves News Munch. Uh, Brad, he didn't call in. Yeah, 
Okay. Alright. We've uh, we've got one more though. Cheer up. I don't care. They can all do one. Nice. We're we're, we're taking the call. Dylan. Hey guys, just want to say we love News Munch. There you go. That's more like it. I'm calling on behalf of the BBC. We love it here so much. We want to offer you a shot at doing it full time on the radio. Come on! Yeah! Great! That sounds great. We'd, we'd, we'd love to. Absolutely wonderful. That's just what I wanted to hear. Only issue, we only want three of you. We don't mind who, but it has to be three. Uh, so if you could let us know in the next hour which three of you it is, and we can go ahead from there. Okay, bye. Okay. Before we say anything, let's keep this calm, okay? 12 seconds later. And personally, Look, I think the editing's the, the worst I, part I of the show like because the he just walks in and like, you sorts it out about it to sound saying. like he's natural. No, no I put in actual Nash. You actually like, what do you mean for Nash? No, you don't. I am I am in here talking about I am useless. You were useless. Yeah, Fraser's worse than anybody. Fraser doesn't give a damn. Where did you get a gun from? None of your business. I know a guy. Look, we don't have to do this. Look at how much this all means to us. We've we've all been through a lot with this show. If one of us were missing, it wouldn't feel right. This might sound weird, but I don't I don't think we should do it. Yeah, well you're out, and I'm the new host. Along with Fraser. Yeah, I'm act- I'm actually with uh, I'm with Fraser in this one, Jay. Makes a lot of sense. See about Jay. Wish you the best. Right, you could all. F- you're listening to News Munch on CSR. We've all pitched our stories now. All that's left to do is decide who's going to be News Munchkin of the Week and subsequently News Munch King. For season three of News Munch. For season three of News Munch. Who cares? Prior winners <laughs> Brad, are Fraser for season one and me for season two. That was a turn up for the books. Brad, your story was first. Hello. Let's talk through it. Sandra, she's a girl and she uses her breast milk to make rings and then once that got too successful she branched out and now she makes <laughs> people send in like umbilical cords and placenta and ashes and she makes jewelry of that and sends them back and she's making a mint and she has to quit her job for it Dude. entrepreneurial nutcase probably a bit of both Brad's story summarised by somebody of the mental age of a seven year old <laughs> lady in America make jewelry milk Canada <laughs> that was so similar to your Playboy and Carty impression <laughs> don't wear me up you don't let me up they we're wicked. Yeah. Fraser, do you like Brad's story? Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Dylan, do you like Brad's story? I really liked Brad's story. It was very funny. I think the idea of Sandra making things out of breast milk is quite weird, which matches the tone of the show well. It's News Munch. News Munch, about weird news stories. Stay- That's weird. Thanks. What do you think, Jay? I, I do like the story as well, I think. Do you have any I, questions? I think it's equally weird. I don't really have any questions. That's it's a shame. Quite, it's a pretty I've got a lot more info. Sh- it's a pretty straightforward story, I think. Got a Woman lot, loads. lactates a lot. Woman makes jewellery out of her milk. I just love how successful she is. How, so how successful is she? So much so that it's enough to sustain a living. Can you give us some numbers? Well... Each item costs 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 it costs <laughs> it costs between forty dollars and a hundred dollars. It takes three weeks to make each item at a time. Right. Um, and she makes over a thousand items a month. Okay, so she's sitting on forty pounds worth of titty jewelry. Does she declare her income? I'm not the IRA. You, I mean, IRS. IRS. <laughs> I'm not either of them. <laughs> first of all, 
Bradley Gray like here from the slip. IRA. So you're saying that I can report her private milk uh, milk jewelry Snapchat and get reported by the IS? You cuck. She's on Facebook, first of all. What, for reporting someone who doesn't pay their taxes? That is the most incel thing. You don't pay taxes on your mammaries. <laughs> I think I think it's great that she uses her yeah. milk to... Her unique natural assets. Yeah, yeah to make jewellery and do something with it. And yeah. you know what else goes great with milk? Cookies. Like Girl Scout cookies. And... Yeah, my story. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing so well. Up by so the well. A guy stole his daughter's Girl Scout cookie money uh, for an erotic massage, and then faked a robbery and punched himself. Brian is a gave himself a black eye. If, if I could swear, I would. But he's just an absolute horrible person. It's not. It's not a good just, dad. Just a deadbeat dad, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, there are like there are so many points he could have done something differently yeah. that would have made How more sense. How badly did you want an erotic massage? To go through all of that. Exactly. And then at the same time, you don't actually have enough money to put the money back. The ATM was broken, <laughs> wasn't it, Brian? Busted ATM atom. machine broke. When he confessed to the police, he was just like, There's, there was no other way I could explain it. I was like, I could think of a ton of other ways you could deal with it. You could just take out more money. I'm sure you have $700 somewhere. And if you don't, then... Sell your house. Get a cheaper prostitute. Yeah. Not a prostitute. A massager. Masseuse. Oh, like a massager. Massager. Masseuse. Like a massage. Massage. Like a massage costs $700. I really like this edition of Newsmunch Gets Dyslexia. <laughs> you said ATM machine earlier. It's called Newsmunch Fraser Roleplay Edition. I like your story, Jay. I like it's your story. It's also suitably well. weird, which also matches the tone of the show. <laughs> Fraser's <laughs> having a big old yawn, so I assume you loved my story. Yeah, it was alright. I'm just getting a bit bored of news, man. Just, just wrap it up, get it done with. I guess we're probably going to award Fraser the whip, and that just feels so unsatisfying. <laughs> don't do it. Out of, don't, don't not give it to me out of spite. Give it to me on merit. Commit, Fraser, commit. I've committed to all, I've interacted with all of them. <laughs> Stared at me for that one. There was a, like, point, there was the... a point in Brad's story where Fraser was just like, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. No, I ain't gay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking questions and stuff. And Brad, I engaged with your story. Brad couldn't go three seconds without Fraser making another noise. <laughs> I, I was on board with the role play stuff. I appreciate. That. I avoided racial prejudice <laughs> and Dylan story. You, you. There was, there was, you a, went on for a massive. There was attention. a ton of prejudice in. <laughs> he also interrupted so he could sing in German. Happy birthday. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, okay. Hold on. Who brought my language skills in into this? I didn't. I wasn't just sat there like, oh yeah. You know what else Chinese people can't do? Sing happy birthday in German. Brad brought that to the table, and I delivered. He laid the mat. I put the cutlery down. So my story was. <laughs> no, Jay had a segue. Jay, I engaged. Uh, I don't have a. I was. I don't have a. Yeah, that's I was the I second person story. up. Okay. Who's the number twos? From Cookie. <laughs> oh. Hey, go, oh, go. Dylan, go. Right, my story was about a Chinese lady who had a poop so hard that she lost the last 10 years of her memory. Yeah, that's a that's, weird. That's, 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 story. A weird, that's a weird story. Oh, that's a that weird story. That fits in with how the show works. It, it's, it's weird. It's, yeah. it's so, so hot in the recording studio. We're all very loopy. Dylan's stressed because he's got work in five I'm minutes. I'm never headed. <laughs> you know you're not Fraser. Um I'm Dylan, good. I like your story. I think it's very strange. But only eight hours of amnesia, that's alright. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, I also mean, it's a known it's a medical thing with a the, yeah. Uh, no. I didn't know it was. So all thing. the times that you've been constipated because you haven't eaten a piece of lettuce in five years, 
How, how, Why like, are we so mean to Brad? Really that, that is doesn't have much nutritional value. That yeah. But it does have fiber. Maybe, maybe if you ate a fig, a fig <laughs> might help you. Porridge? Don't like porridge. Do you I'll like, have a fig. Do you I'll, like figs? You have a fig roll. Yeah, well, that's, that's not the, the same thing, Brad. Doesn't it? Sorry, McVitie's just called. He says it's not the same thing. My, po- my point being was that as much as, yeah, memory loss does seem, especially seeing as there's many times where people do have short term memory loss, like Michael Boatwright, who was found unconscious at Motel 6 in Florida because he, and he woke up and just started speaking. Dylan, Swedish. stop giving information. Brad wanted to say something. I think your story's all right. Basically, my point being is as much as it's a common occurrence to react to what Brad said before he said it was just all right, uh, it is a common occurrence to not or seemingly not uncommon occurrence to lose memory for short periods of time or to have like head trauma relate to something like that. I just think the cause from constipation and having excessively forceful poop to having memory loss and now being at a further risk of a stroke and for further amnesia later on in life is quite a weird step between. And yeah. it's something that could have easily been addressed for just slam down some diorolite, eat a fig, as Fraser says. Prunes, panadol. Multiple figs. Yeah. You know? And then there was that weird Get guy drunk. who got naked and had Did, amnesia. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> more 10 years before Michael Jackson yeah, was more, for some reason. He's not related to that story. It was more this But he is related to my segue. He was naked and that was disgusting. Just like those animals that walk around naked all the time in the 50s. Filthy like animals. Three, three things. One, I like it. Big Thank fan. You. And two, not bothered by the fact it was a hoax because it's, in fact, it makes it even weirder. The that fact people that, carried on yeah. after the hoax. Three, why is it newsworthy? That's exactly my thinking as well. Because it's recently come to light. It is news. Is it new information to you? No, this is... To us, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the definition of news. But so was news. the Bellsland School Massacre a couple of years ago to me. I did my research. Yeah, that's that, not news. That, happened in 2001. That's why that's you say... That's an unaired episode of news. That's that why one. you say, that's news to me. And that's <laughs> news. And that's news to the listeners at home. Yeah, I mean, the, that's my main problem with it. As much as you're... Like, it's fantastic. When, when, when did Burger King make up naked? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to try that sentence again, yeah? What? When did Burger King wake up naked, Dylan? Answer the question. Stop stalling. When did he wake up naked? When did the Burger King wake up naked? The Chinese lady was still, like, last week. <laughs> okay, what about Burger King, man? That was 2004. Oh, great. Well, no, but that's what we do. This is what we do. That, we that we do one current story. one, and then you that relate to others. Story. Yeah. Okay, so when they released the uh, Bear Pigs Invasion files, is that not news? Because that that was that was in the sixties, so it's not news that they tried to kill Fidel Castro. Are you trying to draw a parallel oh, no. to your story of Fidel Castro? The, fi- the findings of the Hillsborough inquiry. That doesn't matter because it happened in the eighties. You you what? <laughs> a fine f- line. Um. So yeah, actually. I think it is relevant because it's news to all of us and it's important in the age of fake news and misinformation wars and, you know, Bellingcat and Putin and the US elections. I think <laughs> it's important. This political. <laughs> I'm not turning... I'm bringing news value to the table. I don't... That was my bigger problem, but also, like, the fact that... Yes, I sing out of tune. I'm sorry. No, the, I... <laughs> <laughs> I thought the singing was was beautiful. You have a lovely, lovely voice. Um, my my thing was more the fact that you know it's not it was wasn't real. Yeah, the idea was the hoax, but people. Did, were this was a, doing a thing this. that happened, so it was a joke originally. But, but it yeah, was still no, a I, thing. I get that. But like, what what were they doing? There wasn't. They were putting clothes. They were issuing summons for people who were putting 
walking around their pets without clothes on. Fraser, what's the what? what if they there raised was... <laughs> this woman sent in almost a million pounds worth of today's money to try and put clothes on animals. Okay he was on national money. television. Yeah, forty thousand dollars back then is like a million today. I need to go. Okay, see ya. <laughs> Dylan, write down your scores real quick. Bye bye, news munch. Thanks for <clears throat> listening, mum. Bye, I, Dylan. I, I, bye, I Dylan. Really He's never going to appear on News Munch ever again. Bye, the Dylan. show's cancelled. He's gone to live on the News Munch farm upstate. Okay, so, Fraser, thank you for your roundup. All that's left to do is uh, write our scores, and then... We find out who is the News Munch king. Okay, so, scores are in. <laughs> scores are in. We're finishing off News Munch. A man down. <laughs> Dylan, what do you think about this? Thanks, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, what do you think about coming last? <laughs> about expected. <laughs> in in third place. Is Brad? Yeah, because you kept looking at me. It's been 18 episodes and you haven't figured it out. I looked up. I was like, I gave it away. (laughs) Okay, in second Um, place for the win is Fraser. Fair enough. Which means in first place is me. Which means we're all joint news match winners. Which means Brad, I win this season news match. Yeah, double points. Double points. Jay wins. I'm sorry, Fraser. I know it's. Do I get anything for a first and a second? What do you mean? Can I be like news match winner overall? I'll buy you a pint. I don't think there's an overall winner. I think we're all winners. I think we are all winners. Besides from Dylan, because he's not here. And me, because I didn't win a season. Yeah, but you won the very first episode. Yeah. So that that's what really like kicked us off on our trajectory to, <laughs> to radio fame and fortune. podcast superstardom. Thank you everyone over the, the two and a bit years that we've been doing this for, for listening to the show. It's only been one year. One and a bit years doing this. For listening to the show, for downloading, for sharing the news, for um Ignoring it. Ignoring even it. the people who ignored it. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And, and for, you'll never hear this because you're ignoring this. Exactly. Dick. For liking the post when we won an award twice, two, twice. We won two awards. That's pretty cool. How um, many podcasts can say they won two awards? Probably quite a few. Fair. Yeah, so overall, this is probably most likely the last time you will ever Listen to our beautiful voices. Thank you, everyone. For News Munch. For News Munch. But who the knows where the future bright. may take us? So from all of us... Oh, yes, I'm say. From most of us. Thank from you. all of us here at News Munch. And from Dylan. Brad Gray. Hello, me. From Fraser... I, I abstain. From Fraser <laughs> abstains. From Dylan's salty ghost. And from me. Stay, stay weird. Stay weird! You have been listening to News Munch. This episode was broadcast on CSR FM. All our jingles and music are made by Manav Kerr. And if you like this episode, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Thank you very much for listening.